Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our gospel lesson comes from Matthew chapter 14. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking towards them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after strength my shield to you alone may my spirit yield you alone are my heart's desire and my long to worship you Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Peter, Peter got out of that boat. He stepped out in faith into rushing waters wild winds, and a storm overhead. And when he did so, he moved towards Jesus. Peter got out of the boat. Our scripture lesson from today that you heard Nicole read from the Gospel of Matthew is a pretty famous one, and it's frequently titled or known as Jesus Walks on Water. When we list those miracles of Jesus, turning water into wine, feeding the 5,000, stilling the storm. This one is often high on the list. Jesus even walks on water. 
And it is a miracle to be sure. But today, as I read this story, as we live through a pandemic, as our lives and world and plans are unraveling, I think that the real miracle is Peter got out of that boat. What's going on here? Well, we meet Jesus after he has performed one of those miracles, the feeding of the 5,000. He took a couple of fish, a few loaves of bread, and somehow generated enough food to feed a crowd of thousands with baskets of food left over. This was an act of compassion on the part of Jesus. Because right before this, he learned that his cousin, his friend, his mentor, the prophet who made a way for him, John the Baptist, has just been beheaded. Jesus is grieving. He wants to steal away. But as he goes off to pray, a crowd begins to follow him, wanting him to teach. So Jesus looks with compassion upon that crowd and shares the good news of God's love. And as he does so, the afternoon begins to drift into evening and everybody is getting hungry. So Jesus shows more compassion. Instead of sending them away at that point to find their own dinners, Jesus says, we'll have enough food for everyone to eat. But now, after the crowds have eaten, they finally disperse. Jesus is tired and he's still sad. His world is unraveling. He needs a break, so he finally steals away to be alone with God to pray. He goes up to a mountain like he does over and over again in scripture. He tells his disciples, go on ahead of me in the boat to the other side of the sea and I'll meet you there when I'm done praying. So here today we find the disciples. They're no doubt tired themselves, also likely grieving John the Baptist. They find their whole world turned upside down, unraveled and then rewoven at every turn. For these are guys who have given up everything that they know, right? Careers and family and friends, their home, to follow this man who surprises them at every single turn, surprises them with miracles that they witness firsthand, surprises them with a compassion that seems to have no bounds, surprises them with teaching that seems to counter everything that the world is telling them. This guy, Jesus says, blessed are the merciful and the peacemakers and those who mourn. He says, the Samaritan is your neighbor. He even says, when you host a banquet, you should invite those people who can't afford to eat to come and to dine with you. They watch as he stops the stoning of a woman allegedly caught in adultery. They begin to see signs that this man may be the very son of God. I can imagine how disorienting everything must be to them. And yet they continue to follow him every step of the way. They listen to Jesus at every turn. And miraculously, when things get wrong or they mess up or they just still don't understand, Jesus looks on them with compassion and continues to say, follow me. So they do. Well, here we have them following Jesus to the other side of the lake, knowing he's up there praying, we'll join them soon. I'm sure that these disciples were ready for some sleep, 
eager to alternate steering the boat and taking a nap. But this boat ride turns out to be far from peaceful. Nobody was sleeping, everybody was getting nervous on high alert because all of a sudden the wind starts to howl. The waves begin to rush as the storm approaches. They are, rightly, afraid. Then suddenly, a figure that seems like a ghost appears to them out of the mist as if it's walking on water towards the boat. Who could this be? They wonder, how could this be? Miraculously, they all of a sudden realize this is Jesus looking on them with compassion, coming to them in their time of need, right on time, as per usual. He looks at them and he says, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And then Peter, Peter in the midst of this rushing wind and these mighty waters, looking at the man who we now knows is Jesus, but moments ago thought was an apparition, who's just standing casually on the water like it's no big deal. Peter looks at him, he says, Lord, Lord, if that is you, then ask me to come out there with you. Good old Peter is often foolish and brave at the same time and a befuddling mix of the two. Well, Jesus looks at him and says, come. So Peter, Peter gets out of that boat with faith and courage and a bit of foolishness. Peter walks towards Jesus, trusts him, keeps his eyes on him to step out on faith. Well, until, until Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus instead focusing on that rushing wind that is scaring him and Peter begins to fall. You know the rest of the story. Peter starts to sink. Jesus reaches out his hand to catch him and says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now here's the other thing we tend to focus on in this familiar story. First, that the real miracle is Jesus walking on water. The second, Jesus saying to Peter, why did you doubt? But today, August 2nd, 2020, in the midst of a global pandemic, I wanna offer another way to see Peter in this passage, because I do think it's a miracle he got out of that boat at all. I would propose that Peter has more faith than the other disciples who stay inside the boat. And I also have to wonder if we imagine what Jesus's tone could be. Maybe it's not an accusation of Peter. Maybe it's a gentle, poignant prodding from a close friend. Maybe Jesus is saying, Peter, my dear one, you who have witnessed faithful act after faithful act, why did you doubt that you could walk towards me? Perhaps Jesus speaks with more sadness that Peter still doesn't fully understand than an outright chastisement. Now, who knows? None of us were there. But here's the thing we do know about faith in Jesus Christ. First, that when our lives are unraveling from fear or doubt or uncertainty or disbelief, Jesus looks upon us with compassion and draws near. He came to the crowds and he fed them when they were hungry for knowledge and hungry for bread. He met them with compassion. 
He came to the disciples when they were on that boat thrashing about in a storm, afraid for their lives, for what might be. Jesus moves towards them with compassion. And when Peter steps out of that boat with wild faith, but all of a sudden looks away from Jesus, begins to sink, Jesus reaches out to him with compassion and saves him. So what a relief, what a relief it is to know that when our lives are unraveling in whatever form that takes, Jesus always moves towards us with compassion. When we have great faith or very little, when we are hungry or overfull, when we say yes to following or choose to stay in the boat, no matter what, Jesus moves towards us with compassion. Thanks be to God. But turns out there's always a but with Jesus. This passage, this story of Jesus and Peter and a storm upon the water, it doesn't leave us there because God, God's going to trouble the waters. Our faith, our faith calls us to be like Peter. When we are scared or overwhelmed or a bit unsure, our life of faith following Jesus calls us to get out of the boat and to move towards Jesus, knowing that however shaky we may be on our feet, Jesus is going to meet us and going to pull us forward. Our faith requires courage. Today is Thursday. That's when we record for worship. So I had the privilege earlier today of watching portions of John Lewis's funeral. What a reminder, what an inspiration to know that we are called to get into good trouble. I don't have the ounce of courage that John Lewis has in his pinky finger and my whole being. But as President Obama said, John did what he did. We don't need to do what he did, but we got to ask ourselves, what is the kind of good trouble we need to get into to change the world? And at the core of John Lewis's life was his faith that called him to that kind of resistance in order to make the world and our country a better place for everybody. John Lewis got out of that boat. This week for Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, it is our vision week. Over the summer, we have prayed prayers for God's preferred future for our church and our community every day. You have filled out a congregational gifts survey. I'm privileged to get to see those responses as they come in and our gifts are varied and beautiful. Let me tell you, our cup as a congregation, it truly overflows. The vision team has been collecting information about the needs of our community, demographic data for our surrounding area. And this is the week where it starts to all come together. And you, you are invited to participate, to join us for the next four evenings from 7 to 8.30 over Zoom, to discern where God is calling our church to go next, how we can best make disciples here and now. I hope you'll participate. I want you to participate. I'm on the verge of begging you to participate because this vision process depends on your discernment, your leadership in our church. And let me tell you, I know it can sound um, a little overwhelming and maybe boring to contemplate four evenings in a row over Zoom, but we have an amazing facilitator who cares deeply about the church, 
has years of experience helping churches discern where God is calling them to go and then to implement the necessary steps to help get there. And we also have a fabulous team that will be facilitating the technology piece to help this process be engaging and interactive and smooth. I hope that you will sign up at the link below. Today's your last day to do so, so we can plan adequately, put you into the right small groups. So sign up today if you haven't already. And as you do participate in this visioning week, I hope that you'll join me in praying that we might be like Peter, willing to step out of the boat in faith, that place that is comfortable and safe and familiar, and be willing to journey towards Jesus, even and especially if that place Jesus stands seems a little bit scary to us. We don't know where God is calling this church to go. We're going to engage in that discernment process together this week. But we do know that church as it has been, not just ours, but all churches, is not the template for church as it's going to be because the seas around us are changing. You know this, not just through the pandemic, but in the broader culture around who the church has been, where we're going, the increasing distrust of church and religion by the general population. So in 2020 and beyond, the church is gonna have to discern how we best continue to share the good news of Jesus Christ, because that, that never changes, even as the world changes. It can be exciting and scary all at the same time. We could stay in the boat like the other disciples or be bold like Peter. Put our eyes on Jesus and say to him, if you tell me to come to you, Jesus, maybe with fear and trembling, I will. So we gotta listen to Jesus who will say, come, come my beloved church, come towards me. We've got to be willing to step onto the unknown seas towards him. When we do so, keeping that vision on Jesus, we will walk forward into places and experiences that we did not know were possible. If we get scared or hesitant or turn our vision off of Jesus for a quick minute, we can also trust that Jesus will reach his hand out, will save us and will guide us. So friends, let us cast our vision on Jesus. Trust in the miracles that can happen when we dare to get out of that boat. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.